Good evening and uh, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us today as uh, we're going to start a brand new series that I'm calling Interacting Well. Interacting Well. I've been using well in my series which sprung out of the big question we did almost all last year, do you want to get well? And now we're talking about what that looks like moving forward having said yes to that question. We just finished a series um, called Developing Well. We looked at the Beatitudes and this series um, we're going to talk about loving God and uh, loving our neighbors ourselves. in effect and we'll tie that in for you in just a moment. Now last week during the transition time from the beginning to the service you know I, I try and do something that is supposed to be kind of funny but it's not always um, because just, just the way it works sometimes. And I, anyway, I gave you a list of words, and I gave you some new definitions for those words. You know, and they, like the, I think the one everybody seemed to like the best was avoidable. Avoidable, what a bullfighter tries to do. Avoidable. So I have a few more I thought I would try for this week, and we'll see if any of these work, and then we'll go from there. So, so here we go, some words and new definitions. Parasites. Parasites. What you see from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Parasites. Parasites, okay, well, man, I, I thought that was, I was, okay, I started with my best stuff, <laughs> which really concerns me, relief, relief, what trees do in the spring, relief, rubberneck, rubberneck, what you do to relax your wife, Okay, selfish, selfish, what the owner of a seafood store does, selfish. Sudafed, Sudafed, brought litigation against the government official, Sudafed. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I got nothing else, that's it, and I'll probably drop Sudafed from, from the rest of the things too. But, there, yeah, there you go, okay, uh-huh, ah, sure, 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 okay, great. We're in a new series, Interacting Well. When uh, we finished up Developing Well, we were in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, and the scriptures in the Beatitudes lead us up to our scripture reading for today, uh, which is Matthew 5, 13 through 16, which says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So, uh, in those verses, you know, having the, the, the Beatitudes now as our foundation and the Spirit of God, um, you know, moving in us as we cooperate with Him to continue to develop and to, to grow in the Lord, um, what springs out of that now is these, this idea of being salt and light into the world around us, being salt and light into the world around us. And, and to me, that whole idea uh, is, is what I'm referring to as interacting well. And that this idea of interacting well has to do with our relationship with God and the people around us. 
And in essence, I, I think it's, it's the teaching that Jesus um, gives on the greatest commandment. Matthew 22, 37, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbors yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In the Gospel of Luke, it's, it's recorded again. This time it's in a different exchange between Jesus and one of the um, Pharisees. Uh, and then next week we'll look at the same sort of encounter in the book of Mark. But in Luke 10, 27, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now the idea from both of these verses um, comes from Old Testament verses in, 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 uh, and I just wanted to reference them as we get started. Deuteronomy 6.5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. This comes out of the, the verses known as the Shema, uh, which is part of the normal daily life of a Hebrew. And uh, also Leviticus 19.18, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And so the, the greatest commandment that Jesus gives us is, is, is found itself uh, and it's, it's in these Old Testament verses in uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And, and what they get at is this, that we're to love God and we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. And in effect, we're to love God, we're to love ourselves, and we're to love our neighbors. And I want to take some time in this series to talk about all of these dynamics together and, and what that looks like. But we're going to start by talking about what it means to love God. And I, I, I think it's a, a, a great sort of question. I mean, I don't know how often we ask ourselves that. I mean, what does it mean to love God? If you, you know, we're going to talk about it today together. But, but as I started preparing for this, I thought that was a pretty interesting question to dwell on. I actually dwelled on it for quite a while. What does that mean? I know I say I love God, and I, I do love God, but what does it mean? How do, what, is that, what is that really like? What does it mean to love God? How would you describe it um, if, you were, if you were to try and tell somebody what that was like, or what you meant by that, or what you think that meant? And, and there's some great sort of um, ground to just sort of chew on, and think about, and meditate with the Lord on, and, and love Him with. What does it mean to love God. And our greatest commandment verses tell us that we need to love God with all. So that's a pretty interesting word. You know, whenever you see all in the scripture, it means all. You know, sometimes people go, what, you know, what is that? All, all means all, everything. It means all. And it's all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And so I want to sort of break those down a little bit if we can, because the the, I think there's some interesting um, dynamic in, in the words and what they mean and, and how it, it, uh, it relates to the way that we interact to God. And since he starts with, with loving God with all our heart, I thought that's where we would start. So point number one in our notes is, what does it mean then to love God with all your heart? With all your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of of life. Now in the Bible, when you read about the heart, it's not um, talking about the organ that's located here in our chest that, that, you know, does numerous things, but in particular pumps blood throughout our systems and, you know, that's how we, everything works. Um, the heart, biblically, it's, it's sort of the, you know, to give it a more techie term for today, it's kind of the control panel of our lives. The heart is what motivates us, 
It's what compels us. It, it's what moves us. It draws us. Um, and so that's why the writer of Proverbs calls it the wellspring of life. All the really big issues of life spring from the heart. And it's from here that God begins to talk about how he wants us to love him. He wants us to love him with all our heart. Now, for this to even begin to take place, we get to point number two. It has to start with a spiritual heart transplant. A spiritual heart transplant. Matthew 13, 15, because here's the problem. This people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they've closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. See, Jesus wants to change our hearts. And this is at the root of the idea behind being born from above, Jesus called it, or being born again. Our hearts, um, because of sin, are a mess, and they have a tendency to be drawn towards evil. Matthew 15, 19, Jesus said this, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. You see, see the issue that we have now? We're supposed to love God with all our heart, and here's Jesus telling us that our hearts are filled with some really bad stuff. And, and so something has to be done. God has to do something about our hearts. And when we come to Christ, and we, we, we give our lives over to him, we receive, in effect, a spiritual heart transplant. And while we may still choose to do the wrong thing, our new hearts make it possible for us to choose to do the next right thing. Our new hearts help us to be more like Jesus and to love God the way that he demonstrated. And, and one of my favorite things when I read the, the Gospels, and you, you know, you've, you've heard me talk, you know I, I love reading about how Jesus did things and how Jesus encounters people and the things that he says and how it's almost never what you would expect, you know, because our, we get everything so sort of, you know, inappropriately religious up and rule-based and Jesus is encountering people that are just a wreck and they're messed and he's loving them and I, I love to watch the encounters. But another thing I love about reading the Gospels and reading about Jesus is things like, how he would often withdraw, um, and particularly at night, he would go all night and he would pray all night. And, and, and see, to me, it's a picture of the love he had and has for the heavenly father. That he loves the, the father so much that, that even after being busy and, and, and you know, all the things that he was pouring out into the world and giving to the world, we see recorded for us numerous times where he would just go and, and, and he would hang out with the heavenly father in prayer. He was expressing love, this, this idea. Um, it was a picture of Jesus' heart, a heart that loves the Father. And, and that's the heart that he gives us when we come to him. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And this new heart allows us to relate to God as our Father, and not just um, with the idea of God as some sort of force. See, too many people have this concept with God that, that he's like this big, just this, this force in the universe. I, I, you know, maybe because we grew up, a lot of us with Star Wars and stuff, and we, we, I am your father, 
Listen to the force, force Luke. Um, maybe maybe we, we, we've allowed some of that to, to mess our thinking, but, but God is, is so much more than a force. I mean, certainly he's, the, he, he's all powerful and he, you know, omniscient, and he created the universe. Certainly there's, there's that aspect. But, but see, God wants us to relate with him um, father to child. It's a, it's, a, it's a relationship. It's a, it's a connection. God wants a connection with us. And, and, in order, and he wants to relate to us, not, not as a fourth, but as our father, and, and our heavenly father. And, and he created us for relationship with him and with others. Um, he created us in his image and, and gave us heart, mind, soul, and strength to, to love him so that we could engage with him in relationship. And as we're talking about this interaction with God in the weeks ahead, we, we need to hold that, that concept in mind, that, that loving God is this, this idea of, of relationship that he longs to have with us. And that it's not about rules, it's not, you know, it's not about performance, because so much of our love that we understand is performance-based. Um, it's conditioned. Um, you know, and if we, if we act this way, then, then, then we'll be loved. If we do the right things, then we'll be loved. And then, but with God, it's, it's because of what's taken place at the cross, what Jesus has done, uh, that, that we've been, you know, reconnected to God um, and, and, you know, reconciled to God as a word. And now this relationship exists and, and God just wants to have us, you know, ha- hanging out with him and loving on him and he sees us in the perfection of his son so it's not all about our mess that's still going on. It's a relationship that begins now, begins the moment that you accept Christ and it goes on throughout time. That's the, that's the relationship that we're talking about. That, that's what's taking place in us. And, and God himself, when we, when we, when we quit running and, and trying to do all our own thing and we, we finally decide, Lord Jesus, it's, it's all about you, I wanna come to you. He does this amazing spiritual work in our hearts and gives us a new heart in effect. It's a spiritual heart transplant. So, so, so third point then is this, well, so how do I love God then with all my heart? How, how can I love God with all my heart. And um, this is a process that we'll be learning all our days, but there's a couple things that I want us to help in the process. And, uh, and so we'll go from there. First, um, we need to make our heart love for God our highest love. Uh, it needs to be the priority of our lives, but that word, um, you know, I was looking for a word um, there, because I, I, I thought first love, but it's more than first love, it's priority, but it's more than one thing on a list. Um, it's the area of our lives that, that is without compromise, uh, this heart love for God. Exodus 20 verse three says, you shall have no other gods before me. And there's a lot of things in our lives that compete for our highest love. And see, that's the issue. There's a lot of things in our lives that compete for our highest love. And, and uh, you know, like, it, you can start to figure out what those things are. Like, who or what do you turn to when life is hard? Who or what do you turn to for comfort, for wisdom, for strength, for security? Who or what do you turn to for pain relief? And see, any answer to those questions that are other than God are things that are competing for your highest love. 
And, and so th that's kind of the issue. See, what, what is it that, that is competing for our highest love? Because our highest love has to be without compromise. That's what it means to love him with all your heart. That there, there's no compromise in that process. That, that, um, and it doesn't mean that, that God doesn't want us to love anyone else because he certainly does. Scripturally, we're gonna see. He wants us to love our spouses. He wants us to love our families. He wants us to love our neighbors. He even wants us to love our enemies. It's pretty shocking uh, in that whole process. But he doesn't want us to love any other gods. He is God, and nothing can take his place. And so, so you know, I want you to think about this idea of loving God with all your heart, and, and to, to use that concept, if you could, of our highest love, our, a love without compromise, a love that nothing else competes with, that, that there is nothing on that same sort of spot as, as our heart love for God. It is all. It's all about him. And, and, and that's something you remember. Now, another, I think, very helpful thing in loving God with all our hearts is to run everything in our lives through what I've called before and, and what we'll talk about again is, is what I call the love filter. And, and this, this filter, and I'll give it to you in a minute, it's scriptural, it, it helps us to love others well, but it will also keep our hearts focused on God to keep our highest love um, in, in the midst of everything that we do uh, in our lives. And the love filter is from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And, and these are, see these verses are, are sort of one of those, they're all sort of consuming. And if, if we can allow these verses to be a part of our lives, our daily lives, um, in our interaction with God and others, it will keep us focused uh, it will keep our, our heart love for God as our highest love. It will really help us. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 talks about this. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. See, having those verses as, as part of the foundation of our lives Will, will result in you allowing your, your heart love to be your highest love. It, it's a constant reminder of our need for God. It's a constant reminder of, of, of the way that God loves us. It's a constant reminder how we're to love others. And, and it's a constant reminder of how we're to move through situations in life. Virtually everything that we'll go through in the course of our daily lives can, can be impacted by running it through that filter. And as you run it through that filter, it will help you to keep focused on God, which is where all life comes from, which all the life that we experience comes from having that heart love for God. When we get that heart love for God going well, it, it impacts everything in our lives, all of our relationships. All those things that I told you, the, the, all the ideas and relationships God wants us to love in, you know, our families and our friends and our spouses and our enemies, all of them are, are, are impacted by having our heart love for God where it needs to be as our highest love. And then all the rest of the love that flows from that 
is an amazing thing that takes place. But, but you know, think about, uh, you know, I always kind of tease the, 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 this, this, this type of love is, is being developed in us. Um, but, but just think about the idea of in every situation, running through things, with the, like love is patient. You ever get impatient? And, and how, I, I start thinking about that and I think, well, God wants me to be patient. And then I start thinking about how patient God is with me. You know what it makes me do? Love him even more. Because I think, you're so patient with me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm here I am being impatient. And yet you're still patient with me. And even though I should be more patient. And, and he's, he's like that. And so I, I think about that. You know, love is kind. And I think, well, you know, sometimes I'm not so kind. And then I, I start thinking, well, I should be kind. And, and then I think, look how kind God is to me. And it, it touches that highest love plot again. And I just, well, you, you're, you're amazing. You're so kind to me. I don't, I don't deserve this kindness. But he, he extends it to me because that's, that's who he is. Um, you know, envy and boasting and pride and all that stuff I get caught up in. And, and that's not what love, love does. Uh, love isn't easily angered. Boy, that's great, isn't it? Because I'm so glad that God isn't easily angered. Mercy and grace triumph. I'm so, so happy about that because I'm still such a mess. Keeps no record of wrongs. That's, that's great. Isn't that? Does, I mean, you ever think about how cool that one is? No record of wrongs. Because I bet you keep some. Some of you have some great records. <laughs> you can pull them back from 37 years ago. Huh? <laughs> I don't need to go there. Doesn't delight in evil. Rejoices with truth. Rejoices with truth. It's, it's focused on truth. It's, it wants the best. It, it's, it's, it's an amazing love. It always protects. How about that? How about that, that God's love is always protecting you and how amazing that is. And if that doesn't turn your heart towards him, that something's missing. He just protects you. He loves you. You know, the, the, the biblical pictures of, of, of you know, being under the shelter of his wings and the shadow of his wings and what that means. The biblical pictures of a, of a shepherd loving his sheep and, and leading them and guiding them and making sure they have all that they need to drink and to eat and to rest forever. You know, like the, the 23rd Psalm. Um, it, it, it's this protecting love. It's, it's a trusting love. Love trusts and, and love hopes and love perseveres and love never fails. See, see if, if we'll allow ourselves to, to really begin to experience these ideas in, in our lives, um, it, will, it will help us to get our highest love right. And, and when our highest love is right, when, when we're loving him with all our heart to the best of our ability, none of us will do it perfectly, but when that becomes the most important thing to us, above all else, without compromise, it, it, it allows us to do all these things with others. It, it helps us in that journey because it settles us. We don't need to strive any longer. We don't need to make it in our own strength. We, we can just settle in him. And as we love on him with all that we are and as his love pours into us, it, it, it flows through us and impacts the lives of everything and everyone around us. And so as we realize that, that everything and everybody is to be seen and loved through this filter of, of this love of God, we realize that every part of our lives can be lived for the love of God as we continue to press in and press on in Him. So think about those verses this week and about, you know, ask, ask yourself, what does it mean? How, how do I love God? What does that mean? 
And, and what does it look like? And, and with all, this idea of all, all our hearts. Next week we'll talk about all our soul and, and we'll look then about all our mind and all our strength or power. What does that, what do those things mean? What do those concepts do and how do they lead us in to, to this amazing life that, that we have and, and the calling that we have to, to interact well in the world around us as we interact with God well, it, it impacts the way we interact with everybody else. And, and so this is where he's sort of leading us in, in this new series. And so be thinking about those ideas of, of that highest love in, in the week ahead. And that's where we'll end it for uh, today. If you're watching on television or video, thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is. Um, if you need prayer, go to our website, keysvineyard.com, and find the prayer page, and, and, and we'd be happy to pray for you. You can call us. We'd pray for you that way. Come and visit us if you're ever around. We're, we're pretty much here all the time. So, uh, so check it out. All the, all the times are listed on the website, but we'd love to have you. Thanks for watching.